I'm Eddie Money. Your mother's a big fan of mine. We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. Welcome to the party, pal. All right, it's uh, Jay Stu and Colin. We're here back in his basement. Had another lovely night. We did. We watched a whole Eddie Money videotape on VHS. On VHS, yeah. It was great. It only took me a minute and a half to rewind the whole tape, and we watched it from beginning to end. When's the last time you played a tape in a VCR? Uh, It was probably six months ago, because there's a movie that I really, really like that's not available on DVD. It's only on VHS, and it's called There Goes the Neighborhood. It's a Jeff Daniels movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that was the last time. Yeah, I still have a bag of some VHS tapes at home. No VCR, but uh, it's stuff that you can't get on DVD, or if the if you could, it's been discontinued. Yeah. Mostly music stuff. Yeah. Well, even our movie that we like, Sibling Rivalry, or not Sibling Rivalry, sorry, um, Sweetheart's Dance. Yeah. When I found that on DVD, I didn't even know what came out on that. Yeah. Half the stuff, I just went to That's Entertainment this week. I was looking to watch... Um, I, the, the scene I really, really like, there's a 1973 movie called Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. I've heard of that. Yeah, and, and, and Bob Dylan was in it with Chris Christopherson and mm-hmm. Slim Pickens and oh, James Coburn. And um, Bob Dylan did the whole soundtrack for the whole album. And the, the last scene shot was when Knocking on Heaven's Door had come right. out originally. It was a, it's a really, really powerful scene. You can't even get it. That's entertainment anymore. Oh wow! It's not on DVD, and I can't find it to to rent. Oh man, Dylan stuff's pretty scarce. But anyway, yeah. go on. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, like uh, I, I should dig out what I do have and let you know about it. And I mean, you have a VCR here now. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll last. Yeah. When I took your tape out, I'm like, there's a lot of dust in there. I'm like, how long do these things, you know, like, really? Cause yeah, I remember having to replace a bunch in the 80s, but that's, well, I was using it a lot, too, back yeah. then. There was the, the great one that your dad, do you remember that one? Uh, the, the we, were, we were sitting in the living room the one day, and your dad got really, really pissed off, and then he came in and pushed his fist down on the on the VCR when we were watching Oh, it wouldn't close after video. that? No, it closed, but it was just like the whole TV screen... <laughs> Had this dark spot. Don't you remember all across right. the TV? Right. <laughs> it was awesome. I do remember that. Oh boy. <laughs> Get your dad to fix it. Oh jeez. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we watched a whole Eddie Eddie Money videotape. Uh, Size mullets from over the years. And we watched WKRP. Yeah. Edited. Yeah, but you brought up a good point, though. Like, I probably haven't seen it since the 90s. I don't know when you saw it last, but we remember all the dialogue and everything. Yeah. Remember the Jefferson's dialogue from the mid-late 70s? Like, I don't know. I don't forget a funny joke or a good line. I yeah. don't think you do either. Well, I, mean, I have all the useless knowledge up top. Just That's all I have. stuff. No. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, if it's not making me laugh, I'm not holding on to it. That's right. So... WKRP was good, but um, yeah. we noticed that since they didn't have the rights to the music and everything like that, that they had cut out some stuff that really added to the episodes. They were still oh, good yeah. to watch, but uh, it's sad that that has to happen. Like I remember the songs that were playing during those scenes, and now it's like, yeah. it's like, oh. Well, it's a weird thing, like that. Punk Flid, you know, instead yeah. of, like, Pink Floyd, right? Like, it's just, it's yeah. just generic. Well, back then, they didn't know about music. DVDs and VHS. They didn't know 
about signing future rights. No, no, that's true. It's true. It's like uh, that good example is that Wise Guy episode with Knights in White Satin. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about your version, but I have a version where it's some weird generic music over that. Really? Yeah. Uh, mine's Knights in White Satin. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they replaced that. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No, it... <laughs> Like, I remember listening to Quentin Tarantino a long time ago. Paul Fiction came out and stuff like that. And he, yeah. was, he was talking about how he picked music for... Do you know the stories? Of yeah, I just did? watched something about him for the new movie. So you basically know what his job was, right? Yeah. That he was a jizz mopper in a porno <laughs> theater? Yeah. Well, he was. And um, um, he said the contrast of the, the cinematography and the music that he heard in, in lobbies and stuff like that just contrasted so badly that I don't know, gave him ideas, right? Yeah. And basically, his, yeah, he, he said once he put a song in a movie like if people should always think of the movie every time they hear the song. And that's kind of yeah. true. Like if you listen to Reservoir Dogs, like you know what I mean? Like you remember oh, the scene true. in the chair? It's true. You'll never forget that Yeah. when you're listening to the song. You'll remember the movie. Oh yeah. That's true with his movies actually. Yeah, yeah same with uh Girl, You'll Be a Lover from Pulp Fiction. Uh, girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon? Gr- yeah, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, yeah, some buddy covered Neil Diamond on that. Yeah. But it was cool, but yeah, you'll totally remember that. Yeah. And uh, what, what was the other one from that movie that, uh, oh. that, that really... Uh, oh, um, well, I remember the Dick Dale uh, guitar uh, opening Dale for that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, there was just a. It's been a while. It's been like a bunch of years since I've seen that one. So yeah, me too. I have a I have a collection of Quentin Tarantino songs, like with a little green bag on it, oh, and yeah. a bunch of other from other movies. But yeah, but no, he's anyway. Enough of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else is happening with music? Hey, I, I want to tell you that uh, the Crash Test Dummies uh, review we did last year has got a. 30 hits in the last two weeks. Nice. Like, more than it got all of last year. Nice. But you you said it was probably because of them touring again. Probably. Have you heard anything about how that show went? No, I didn't hear anything. I haven't seen a review from it, from them playing well, St. Catherine. Well, that's because nobody got to go and review it. <laughs> that's right. Could have been us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's getting a lot of hits now. And uh, thank you for those who listened to it. It was a good one. We did that at Tim Hortons. We we enjoy our little concert reviews. Yeah, <laughs> hoping we can do one soon. Like I have, I've I've requested a few and haven't heard back. And I need to see a show. Yeah, I, I'm willing to. I don't know. Sorry, man. Hollow notes in the squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I I just want to see a smaller venue show. Actually, yeah, like, those something like, obscure like. Like when the Jitters were playing Toronto there or something like that, didn't yeah. sound like a huge thing. I would have liked to have gone to that. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like to see. I like the small. I don't want to go to like Budweiser stage to see all this stuff and right. have to sit through friggin' opening acts and all that shit. I want to go where the band's setting their own shit up. And, yeah, yeah. So. I haven't been to that place in so long. It wasn't even Budweiser stage last time. No, I was what there. was it? Ontario Place Forum, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it was. I want to say Molson Park after that. No, Molson Park was in Barrie. Okay. 
I can't remember what it was though. They re- renamed it in the '90s, and Brian Adams was the first one to play I, there. Oh, uh, it was something amphitheater. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It was first on terrible. Molson Amphitheater. Molson Amphitheater. Yeah, maybe. yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because. Um, I, when it was Ontario Place Forum, I've seen Billy Bragg there. I yeah. saw Rock Wazine there. I yeah. saw Tom Jones there. I've seen a ton of people you were, there. You were with me when we got Jack Guppy's drumstick. Yeah, yeah, Party yeah. Yeah. Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Oh, uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, I... Crap. 2003, I want to say, last time I was there. Seeing Brian Adams and Colin James. I was there for a hip-hop concert um, oh, okay. two years ago. Nice. You're shaking your head and smiling. I don't know. It's because (laughs) it was my kid's first concert. He really, really wanted to go. And and the way you and I always go, we always go try to go backstage. We try to do all this stuff, right? Yeah. I'll tell you the story quick. Yeah, go ahead. Tape it if you want. The guy's name was Logic, and he's a he's a rapper. Right. Right. So we go there. Hot day. And I drop Thomas and his friend off, Nick. And they've got tickets for the show, and they're pumped because it's like their first show. It's yeah. like I've seen Huey and shit, right? So off they go to the corner, and I said, I'll see you in the concert after. Thomas goes, I mean, you'll see me in the concert. I said, I'll see you in the concert after, right? So I'm walking around the grounds, and I'm like, okay, how do I scale a fence or get a, <laughs> You know, like, how do I do this shit, yeah. right? And I can. It's like water. So anyway, there's a storm coming in, and I'm like, well, I'll walk around. I'm like, well, I... Anyway, so I, I walk casually past the the, um, the guy who's selling the tickets, the scalper guy. Yeah. And I go, so what are you, what are you selling tickets for? Oh, Logic, a hip-hop show, or it's a rap show. And I said, oh, yeah, how much are you selling them for? And he goes, 60. And I go, okay. I go, I got 20. Have a good night, right? And he goes, sold, you know, because you know what it's yeah. like when the opening act starts. That's how I've dude, done a lot of shows Dude, like the that. Old, just to interrupt, that last show I was telling you about, the Brian Evans Colin James thing, I got in with a scalper ticket. That's the only time I ever did that. Yeah. Pulled kind of the same deal you did. Yeah. yeah. What did you end up paying? <sighs> 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were halfway through Colin James. I know. So yeah. you go through, wait till the opening act starts a couple times? And, yeah. You know, if they want to... If they want to go at you and go, well, you know what, the tickets are 60 bucks, just go, it's going to be a worthless piece of paper in 10 minutes. Yeah. No one else is walking by. So Buddy sells me the ticket for 20 bucks, so in I go. Yeah. Well, you know how it's computer printouts now? It's not like old school like with yeah. us. You know, so I got this verification. I go in, torrential downpour. Oh, wow. The concert's canceled. Like, canceled. Yeah. Because it's just like there's winds and shit. So I've got my ticket, but I'm not underneath that amphitheater part. Yeah. I'm, like, right out in the elements. So, anyway, I'm so great. Yeah. So, anyway, we wait about 40 minutes, and then we get a oh, okay that they can start the concert again. Yeah. So things start up. I'm soaked. Yeah. Right? So I think I smoked a joint with these girls, <laughs> the girls by the door. But, um, anyway, I get in there, and... and I'm looking at my ticket, and the ink had ran on it, right? So I go up to the guy, and I go, this is this this sucks. And he goes, what? And I said, well, because of the storm. He goes, yeah, but they're going to start the show soon. And I said, no, I can't even read where my seats are because it's washed off my ticket. And he goes, well, just find an empty spot. I said, okay, right? So I went up to the front of the stage, right? <laughs> and I get up to the front, and then I uh, texted Thomas. I said, where are you? He goes, oh, we're we're like in section five or something. I said, I'm at the front. Come meet me. So, <laughs> so they thought it was really cool. 
I really didn't care for the show that much. Uh, they, they enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Molson Amphitheater in the rain. It, yeah, yeah, it was terrific. Wow. It wasn't as good as leaning up against the box at uh, Molson Park and Barry when Brian Adams switched stage. That was fun. Remember? Oh, you and Heber were right by the smaller stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was telling someone about that concert. I think because it was Steve Miller selling panties. Yes. And Extreme. And Extreme. And wasn't Sass Jordan there? Sass Jordan and Moxie Fruvis. Moxie Fruvis. <laughs> Boy, you don't hear enough of them anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be the Archangels that night, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but they canceled it and we got Moxie Fruvis. That's okay. What I saw I... the Archangels already. Yeah, yeah uh, down here in St. Catharines, right? Highway. Highway, yeah. Yeah. They were all right. They were pretty cool. That's cool. Glad to talk to them. They were nice. Charlie Sexton's a fine man. Yes. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break and okay. throw a commercial in here, and then we'll uh, talk a bit more music before we have to go. Okay. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. For the love of pod. Well, it's goodbye to the elevator music. <laughs> All right, Cincinnati, it is time for this town to get down. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? We all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. Because I got the healing prescription here from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now, I am talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. All right, we are back here in Colin's basement talking music. Um, not in the shed, but when, maybe when the weather gets a bit warmer. The shed will come back. That's right. So I was going to tell you, recently I went through my drawer in my bedroom and rediscovered all the tour programs I used to buy. From the tours? From the, we from the tours, from the concerts. <laughs> um, mainly from the 80s, because they got yeah. too expensive for me to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two from the 2000s, though. One was the reunion of the E Street Band we went to. Yeah. I can't remember what the other one was. Mainly from the 80s, though, and I found all the old Huey ones. I was digging through them trying to find Rush, the two Rush ones I had. Oh, okay. Uh, but good memories, like, programs are like, what, 50 bucks now if we're lucky? Pretty much. That yeah. was my ELO program. Was oh, wow. $50. Because they were about 20 back then when yeah. we were doing it. Yeah, they were about. But you know what? I was just thinking about tickets um, today, like driving around yeah. right? and uh, and getting appropriate um, seating and stuff. And I noticed, like, when I've gone to the past couple concerts, you know, depending on where you get your seats, there are different amounts of money and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It wasn't like that in the 80s when we went. We camped out at night, and then yep. we got tickets, and basically all the tickets were $25, yeah. more or less, we, plus the service charge. You just had yeah. to be there to get them. Yeah, you it was so many before the, the Internet. We were either yeah. sleeping out in the parking lot or getting there like super early, like 6. Yeah. Or do you remember the armbands they would assign you like a yeah. week in advance? Exactly, but it was better to sleep out in the parking lot. Yeah. There was always that asshole that was there like for two days. Yeah. 
but we usually got like right after him. So unless he bought a hundred tickets, we used to do pretty good. We didn't do badly we didn't. in the seating. Like back I remember then. Mellencamp when we saw him and he was we were down on the on the floor. Yeah. We were on the floor. Winwood too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Colin James, yeah. 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 Hey, we were never yeah, you're right. They were probably about twenty like the first and I still have a lot of my old stubs. Uh I, the first show I saw was Billy Joel for fifteen dollars. That's what I saw Bruce for. In wow, that's awesome! Third, third row for fifteen well, bucks. Within the first ten rows, I was. Was that and, a lot of money back then? Uh, I don't. It was. I don't know. I, <laughs> Dave Shannon waited out for like seventy-eight hours or something for tickets, but he gave it to me for fifteen. Fifteen. Wow, that's yeah. a good deal. Well, let me check this out because I've got uh, a penny. Oh, you said you found I did. into the great I white open. I my glasses to find the price on it if I can. Thirty-three dollars. <laughs> That's not bad. That's Maple Leaf Gardens, right? Yeah, Sunday, September twenty-second, nineteen ninety-one. Oh wow! Thirty-three bucks. <laughs> yeah, I I found my tour program from that day too. Good all good pictures of Stan Lynch. Yeah, well, they're never coming back. No. No, nobody wants to see Stan Lynch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was just telling somebody about seeing shows at Maple Leaf Gardens. That was another good venue back in That's the day. That's great. I loved it. Yeah. Wow. When did it close? 93? It was. Oh, 90. I think it was Something when the World like Series that. was on. So yeah. I think it might have been 93. Last show I saw there was uh, Billy Joel from the River of Dreams tour. So, yeah, 93 probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, good venue. Um, apparently, Cops Coliseum stinks. How so? Um so Def Leppard did a video recently about playing there, and yeah. they said it smells like a sewer in that place now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it's called now, I don't think it's Cops Coliseum anymore, but... It stinks? Yeah. Stinks. They said they were in their dressing room, and it just smells like a sewer in there now, like sewage and stuff. Okay. Well, maybe someone's <laughs> backing up. But I don't think during a show that you... Well, you know, no, maybe not. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they can legally do that, but well, that's too bad. Yeah, it's Def Leppard, though. I'm it sure is. the show stunk anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got to see them live once. Woohoo! Did you? Yeah, they were uh, doing a show with Brian Adams in Rochester. Okay. And Brian Adams is popular everywhere in the world except the States now, so they had to do a tour with Def Leppard once. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they opened for him and pretty much the whole Hysteria album. They did a kid, They did a cover of that Hey Kids rock and roll song, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was funny, though, like uh, the listings for that show, like... They made it sound like Brian Adams' career had ended in 1991. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Kind of like when Rick Springfield gets uh, invited onto the Oprah show. Oh, jeez. For all the one-hit wonder artists, eh? Oh, he was pissed off at that, too. I was going to send him copies of my 20 albums. <laughs> <laughs> no, what an insult, though. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Oprah. Yeah. Book list, my ass. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to ask you? So we uh, we both saw the Huey Lewis interview this week mm-hmm. um, about his hearing loss and uh, how he probably isn't going to sing again or tour again, and that got me sad because there's a lot of bands that 
we can say that about now that we're never going to get new stuff from. That's true. Uh, but, I mean, that being said, there's a new album out in two weeks, which is kind of cool. You know, I, I don't want to sound like, I don't know, um, like I'm going to sound, but it is sad when when you kind of reach the end of your recording career, I guess. Yeah. But you have to look at the influence that half of these artists have had on us. Like, I'm thinking, like, I like a lot of country artists, and I like a lot of people that are in their 80s now that they're playing, yeah. and they're, and they're going to be gone soon. But they've left me, like, a lifetime of music. Can I ask and your opinion on something? Please do. Um, Waylon was one of your favorites. Yes. Like, how were you feeling when he passed? Like, Because uh, I, I got a bad feeling I'm going to be really sad when we start hearing about guys like Bruce. and. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, actually, John, Johnny Cash and uh, Waylon Jennings recorded a song called... Uh, well, it was a long time ago, but it's basically the theme of the song is there's nothing quite as sad as watching your heroes die. Yeah. And it's true, because you see it. Waylon didn't bother me as much as Johnny Cash did. Johnny yeah. Cash, that broke me. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's hard, but you know what? It's hard to believe, but Johnny Cash has been gone almost 20 years. Wow. 2002. Holy cow. So... We're 18 years from there. If you look at George Harrison, it's almost 20 years for him. Yeah, I remember that. So, now, I don't know about you, but when we were 15 years old and it was in the 80s and I was listening to 60s music, I thought I was digging back to the time of the fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I honestly did. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, this is 20 years old. And yeah. I'm like, I've been listening to this shit for 40 years. You know what yeah. I mean? It takes oh, yeah. on a totally different meaning. It endures, and it's it's strong music. Like yeah. I'll always I don't I don't like a world without Johnny Cash. But the thing is that music's part of my life every day. Yeah. So it's it's kind of okay. But I think when all your heroes go, it just makes you realize about your own mortality, right? Yeah. You know, like everyone we like, a lot of the people that you and I like, we're all boomers, mm-hmm. and they were all born in 49 or they were post World War II yeah. like between 45 and between 50 so they're all around the same age so yeah they're all, it's sad it's going to be a, a rough yeah. period we're going to see I a lot of I read a story about that too and they gave out all the ages of, of everyone we listened to and yeah 70s some of them late 70s yeah like a lot of the guys I listen to, they're eighties too, right? Yeah. Like I, I look at uh, say Bob Dylan, for instance. Yeah. Right? He's he's in, he's got to be in his eighties. I don't yeah. know his exact exact age, but I'm yeah. sure he's in his eighties. He's touring avidly. Yeah. Willie, he's eighty six. Yeah. He's oh, touring. Crap, yeah. Chris is eighty four. I think he's Willie's going to be okay for a long time. I think though. Willie's going to tour. He's well, he's going to go. If he's going to, I wouldn't be surprised if he lives to hundred. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I bet he will. Yeah, yeah, so God love him. God bless him. Speaking of which, let's get off this depressing topic. Yeah. Speaking of which, we had talked about maybe like trying to get to a farm aid, which I love that idea. That would rock. I think it was in Ohio last year. I think they did. Yeah, that would have been the closest one we could have gone to. So um, if we get our passports done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see what it would take to do that. Yeah, I, it would be sweet. Actually, let's let's aim for this year. Let's oh, try it this it. year. I would love it. 
We'll have to see. I don't know if it's even up yet. We'll have to look it up um, and see yeah, if it's been announced. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be somewhere, but I don't know if they Think announced. of who we'd see there. Yeah. Well, just the three main ones. Mellencamp, Willie Nelson, and Neil Young. Yeah. And yeah. whoever else is playing that year. Yeah. Well, Dave Matthews, but we can go to the bathroom Dave and get beer Matthews. during him. Yeah. I like I like a couple Dave Matthews. <laughs> okay. Huh? I, he had a slow one I liked. I'll give him that. Space Between? Maybe. Was it in the movie Big Daddy by Adam Sandler? Actually, it might have been. Okay, then that's probably the one. He did one called <laughs> Grave Digger, too. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's a song called Grave Digger, and I encourage you to look this up because it's, right. a, it's a Dave Matthews song, and Willie Nelson covered it. Oh, okay. And it's a really kind of eerie video because Willie Nelson plays the Grave Digger, and he even like, lays in a casket and shows oh, this kind of stuff. <laughs> sorry, I don't know where yeah. that came from. Well, sorry. no, it's kind of like the Johnny Cash when he came back with grunge in the 90s. Yeah. Because he did that Delia's Gun song that got him banned from MTV. Oh, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Yes, really? they did, and it was because he murdered his girlfriend, who was Kate Moss. Oh, I didn't in the video. I didn't know about that. one. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Wow, I don't know where I was going with this now. Wow, <laughs> holy cow! It'll <laughs> be awesome because we, like, if it was just me and you, yeah. you and I don't fucking camp there. Yeah, like we'd just get a tent. And just listen to music for three days, and dude, what if they I'll say, try to get us some beans or something? We'll just stay up for like three days, and we'll just like listen to a little. What if they gave us trespasses for farm aid? That would be sweet. Yeah, you think you could score that? I would request it if we knew we were going. Really? Yeah. Okay, let's try it. Okay. Let's find the date and let's do it. Yeah. That'd be like of a lifetime, man. Yeah, as long as I don't have to hear Willie singing "Just the Way You Are," I'm good. He would never do it. I, Willie never does any of those songs. Know. You know, I went to the concert. Oh, Willie's doing this and this. Willie does the same playlist every fucking concert. Now. Oh, uh, by the way, Huey Lewis did clear something up. The uh, I had told you that <coughs> one of the songs in the new Huey Lewis album was a song he had written for Willie Nelson. Yeah. Um, I guess he said Willie Nelson. You, you had told me Willie Nelson would record a bunch of stuff and not release it. Yeah. Huey was saying that Willie Nelson never recorded it at all. He had oh. just sent it to him. So okay. he decided to record his own version of it. Oh, okay, all right. But he said when he when he recorded it, he realized this song's about me. So yeah. So it'll be cool to hear that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it definitely will. Yeah. And good for him for doing that. Actually. Yeah. Don't write something like that that's so heartfelt for somebody else. Like, nah. It's like when uh, well Johnny Cash did hurt. Yeah. He owned it. Trent Reznor said. Not my song anymore. Oh, he did the same that. thing with, with uh, Rusty Cage with Soundgarden. Yeah, and it's sometimes true. sometimes you put a stamp on a song and it just it, it rings true. Oh right? yeah, very so. true. Uh, what else? Oh, you had uh, we had talked about this a bit before. You finally saw Echo in the Canyon, the, J- the Jacob Dylan movie about California in the sixties. What did you think? Loved the movie. Yeah, and I loved the era. The thing that got me the most, I think, was um, just how everybody's so individual. Like, um, when they were sitting around flipping through the 60s albums that had come out, say, from 65 to 67 during yeah. the whole, that whole period, um, they picked some obscure songs to cover. Yeah. They really did. Like, there were songs that were, like, huge, but they didn't pick them. And yeah. I think it was more along the lines of what's that word the the rough the rough stone or the unpolished gem or whatever oh, yeah, shit that's never been done like 
like I loved what they did. I was watching it, and I'm, I'm watching Jacob Dylan. I got to see this. I got to hand this to Jacob Dylan because I watched him, and my biggest criticism was, would you just sing a little fucking louder? Yeah, because he was yeah. so quiet. Yeah. When I listened to the album, it was great, but then I realized that as a performer, he is collaborating with other artists, and he's, you know what I mean, like kind of staying yeah. out of the way. Yeah. He's more enhancing it than he is trying to, you know, steal the whole thing. Oh, so, I, I love Jacob. Dylan. So, no, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. It was awesome. That's I mean, good. Yeah. That's cool. good. I knew you'd like it when you saw it, actually. But I've been into Bob Dylan ever since I watched it. And he, oh, wasn't cool. even in, he wasn't even in the, the yeah. thing, but it's just t- taken me right back to that whole time. Jackson Brown, been listening to a lot of him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because remember Jackson Brown used to do drugs with Peter Tork in his pool oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And you remember that one part of the movie where they said they were all like jerking around with songs and they ended up at Mickey Dolan's house. <laughs> yeah. And so, shit, that that would have been that would have been a cool place to be. Yeah. And I I just loved listening to Stephen Stills because he I don't know if he had a stroke or something or he's just done way too many drugs but he was great to listen to like he just made me laugh and uh especially the part when he said um um they got busted for uh smoking weed or something yeah. in the house and, yeah. and and he jumped out the window of the bathroom everyone <laughs> else took their lumps and he like took off yeah and he yeah. goes i've been hearing about that for years he goes neil young goes, ran out of the front of the house and wanted to take on the cops he's from canada i don't know i guess you can do that there and <laughs> And at one point, they're interviewing him, and he just goes, eh? And it was it was great. Like, Yeah. Realized David Crosby was kind of crazy. David Crosby's nuts, egocentric, and like, he's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I loved, I loved watching Jacob Dylan interviewing David Crosby, yep. if you remember that. Oh, yeah. I don't even think he looked at him. I think no, he was he just didn't. looking off into space and chanting <laughs> something. Like, dick, dick. Dick, whatever, but, <laughs> but it's crazy. Like, and you know what, Roger McGuinn too. I don't know. I don't know if you're, but did you know that? Well, you know, Roger McGuinn wrote "Lover of the Bayou." Oh, okay. And uh, his version sounds comparable to Petty's. Yeah. In 1973. Oh, wow. But Petty kicked it up a notch like it rocks the way Petty did it but yeah. surprisingly very similar yeah so, and yeah he did a bunch of stuff because uh, I have some old Jackson Brown albums I know Jackson Brown covered a lot of Roger McGuinn back then yeah and it was basically his sound actually he wasn't I don't think he was the greatest guitarist in the world he just was very unique in the twelve string sound and everything, and, yeah. and, and changing that up. So, hey, you know, you might be, you might like if I don't know if it's on Spotify, but uh, Roger McGuinn and Crowded House collaborated a few times on different Bird songs. Oh yeah, yeah. I think when it was on album, they released it as Bird House. Oh, okay. I think they might have them as extra tracks on one of the Crowded House re- deluxe versions. Yeah, okay. I'll I know they did uh, Turn Turn Turn. Nice. Yeah, it was. It sounded pretty good. It was McGuinn singing, and then totally tell it's crowded house being the backup band on it. What a sound! Yeah, incredible. Like if we can watch that crowded house again, concert again. Yeah, sober, 
Well, I would, I would do it. Here's hoping I've decided I'm not drinking before concerts yeah. anymore. Here's hoping they come to North America with his recent tour. Yeah, they're in the UK till June. That would be cool. I'd love to see that. Me too. Yeah, I'll probably. Well, yeah, we we drank at a few concerts back then. Too many, I think. But yeah, I don't remember anything about the Randy Travis show either. You know, it's funny. I was just going to bring up Randy Travis, and there's something that really, really pissed me off. What's that? If I can bring it up. Bring it up, sir. Okay. My wife loves to watch live PD. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? I watch it with her, and it's humorous. Yeah. But they showed one scene um, from 2013 of a drunk country singer. Yeah. And it was Randy Travis, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, but he was in the back of the car telling the cops that they were going to die and they were assholes and all this shit. Oh, Just, man. But... If anybody, if anybody happens to follow Randy Travis's career, he's had a lot of health issues, and now he's at the point where he can't even really speak, saying yeah. he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I think to show that shit on TV is totally disrespectful. Oh, I agree. So, but it was just on like a week or two ago. Oh, wow. Because Linda goes, oh, she goes, because I was watching it with her, and she goes, do you recognize the voice? Do you recognize the voice? And I'm like, yeah, it's Randy Travis. And I'm like... Where do they get off showing this? Like, yeah, it's in the guy's past. You know, it's not like it's yeah. a current thing. He didn't hurt anybody. It's like, true. Anyway, anyhow, Sarah is going to be picking me up in a few minutes. Yeah. So, on a happy note, I just thought of something we could end the show on because I know you and I both watched it. What? Uh, speaking of Randy Travis. Yeah. Um, we both like old movies. Yeah. Do you remember the movie? That we watched together. Not Black Dog. Black Dog. Oh. Featuring Randy Travis. And Meatloaf. And Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. I saw the Black Dog. I saw the Black Dog. You did not tell me we were hauling illegal artillery on my truck. Wasn't Randy Travis like his buddy that drove around in the truck with him? He had a I beard. I remember been. that. I've seen Randy Travis in some badass roles. Oh yeah, he's a mean friggin' guy. Okay, like, that was me. the only one I saw. Okay, so. no, he's he's actually. And if you actually watch that uh, that live PD thing, yeah, I'm scared. He's now. a mean drunk. He's a mean drunk. I don't think he had any clothes on while oh, he was sitting there. I, I don't need to see naked Randy. Well, no, Travis. they didn't show it like his hammer or nothing on live PD. His hammer. <laughs> I don't even need to see naked Andy Travis. Andy Travis is old eight by ten. <laughs> oh, he's showing that off forever and ever, Amy. Digging up in the bone. <laughs> wow. On that note, uh, thanks for having me over to to uh, the basement again. Hey. You're always welcome in the basement. You have been since 1984. So I think next time we record, we'll we'll give our review of Huey Lewis's weather, probably. Yeah, we will. All right. And maybe some more uh, WKRP. Well, i got to return it in three well, days. Then no. We can, we can <laughs> I will dig through my VCR uh, VHS bag at home. And <laughs> that sounds great. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.